What's good, everybody? It's your big dog, K6. Shout out finest Carlton. You dig in. Your girl, Leah, is not with us, but it's okay. We what still going to hold it down. Yeah. Still going to hold it down. She's here with us in good spirits. With us in spirit. You feel me? Always behind the scenes, so effing classy. You guys are in the mix. This is episode 58. Something great. Damn, that's crazy, bro. Can you really believe that we recorded 58 episodes? Uh, from right here in the mix. In the crib, you know, holding it down. Holding it down, man. Uh, the shades is lit. The shades is lit. Oh, yeah. You know, we got a couple brands today. These these not sponsors, but you know, there's definitely uh-huh. the, lucky, the Lucky 1022 shades that was gifted to me on a, on a former episode. And I got on a Black Wealth Matters. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my bros from back home. Maconomics, you know, y'all can follow him on the gram. I'm Ross Mac. He gives out a lot of stock tips, okay. investment tips, you know what I'm saying? Because black wealth matters. So let's get into it. You know what? We might we might actually have to have him on for we an do interview. That. We can do that. Because that's good. We, we, definitely, we, we definitely need definitely that. that. Definitely, definitely need that, man, for sure. And y'all know how we get down when it comes to supporting black owned, all right? Black owned anything, black owned everything, all right? That's how we get down. Shout out to the sponsors, Wine O'Clock. Who's actually having an event on uh well it actually occurred today so shout out to them make sure y'all check them out their happy hours are from tuesdays to fridays matter of fact so if you haven't had a chance and you guys want to support black owned want to get you some wine they also have some fire ass um homemade sangrias as well check them out shout out to of course rich king brand summertime is heating up and of course, Sour Life clothing line, man. They they gonna have some new heat for y'all dropping in the summer. So make sure y'all check them out. Again, it's black on everything. That's how we get down. And of course, you know how we do. What you mixing up? Sports news, entertainment, and then we got a lit ass fucking shop talk for y'all. It's the fellas this week, so we gonna hold it down. We gonna talk our shit. You know, the ladies behind the scene. But it's cool. They might they might you know jump in a little bit. But it's all good. We 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 love it. We love it. So we're going to kick things off with the NFL, and we're going to do it like this. I'm going to ask you this question, bro, because I know you've been paying attention, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Two of the top names that's really been in the tucks as of late, Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, and now Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones. Who's more likely to be on a new team before the season starts, Aaron Rodgers or Julio. <clears throat> well, shoot, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Julio. Yeah. The reason why I'm gonna say Julio is because we know good and well, A. Rod don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. But we know his value. He's he's the reigning MVP right now. Right. You know, so I know they don't want to get rid of him. You know, it's gonna take a lot to do work out any kind of deal mm-hmm. to even get rid of him. Yeah. Julio. On the other hand, it might be a little bit easier to work out a deal. Plus, yeah. I know some teams that need a receiver mm-hmm. that would be willing to make some moves to get him. You know what I'm saying? But Aaron Rodgers, the move, the Aaron Rodgers move, like I wouldn't be surprised if Green Bay tried to get Julio to convince A. Rod to stay. Or some shit like that. I right. Be I, I wouldn't be surprised at that movie. That would actually be a crazy move. Oh, yeah, I that think would definitely. It probably went. He probably still leave after the fact though. Yeah. But you know how that go. That would definitely be a crazy move. But I definitely agree with you. Um, Julio, I can see him being moved before Aaron Rodgers. Damn. I can see Aaron Rodgers more than anything if he really does not want to, you know, play for the organization, just sit out for the entire season. Right. And then it's just like once the offseason comes, either y'all trade me or just cut me. 
Man. at this point. Man. Man. But I can see Julio being moved um, right before the season starts. Now, to what team, I don't know. I've been hearing a lot that, you know, the Ravens could look at him. I would... I would love hate that move for him only because we know that Baltimore is really a, a high percentage of a running team. That's a fact. And But we also know that they love going after wide receivers that's like, you know, 31 and up. 31 and up. But they can still get them. Yeah, they can still get – it's like they – when they go to Baltimore, it's just like a, that prime that prime just comes out. And they Especially get if you got somebody that you're working with, you got a decent yeah. quarterback. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I know they. I know they. I know they can use them. Yeah, they want them. Definitely. I I'm not going to lie. I I don't want to see that move. I don't want to see. I, I don't want to see Julio in the AFC North. I really don't. I already know. I'm gonna be honest. With I know. You. I know a lot of Ravens fans right now that would give their big toe on either foot. Oh yeah. Maybe even both to get Julio. Hell yeah. We gonna see. But yeah, I I don't want that move. If that's if if they were to really do that move, I would really have to tell the Steelers like, yo, y'all need to go after Richard Sherman at this point because he's still he's still a, he's still yeah. a free agent. Yeah. And Richard Sherman did say he he likes the Steelers. Yeah, he, how could he? he got a you know, black black coach. Hey, y'all winning organization. Y'all still holding down. I wouldn't be surprised. I would like to be honest with you. I would like that move for us, especially in our secondary. I feel like. Richard Sherman, his uh, tenacity and like his energy on his the defensive side, yeah. his mentality, yeah. like he would really bring something different to the defense that I really feel as though is what's really needed for us. He got I championship like experience. Yeah, he definitely does. So I, I would definitely like that for us. So uh, we we're gonna see, man. And um, I don't know what's your what's your take on Tim Tebow. You know, he's officially a Jacksonville Jaguar. Um, he made the roster. Yeah, he made the mm-hmm. roster. Uh, they did sign him to a one-year deal. I think it's like worth one and a half million. Um, but the transition, you know, you've played quarterback all of your life. This is new for you. You've been out of the league for six years, and now you're having to learn a whole new position. And he's what, age 32 or 33? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely like 32 33. Because he was in college on seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... My take on Tebow, because for one, you know what I'm saying, you know, congrats to him. I know he loves to play football. Mm-hmm. He's extremely excited and happy to have this uh, this opportunity. If it showed me one thing about the world, is it's about who you know. He with his old coach, right? Yeah. That's how he got up there. It, that's very true. Because we know, like, all right, if you were, even though he didn't last in the league as a quarterback, if you were even able to make it, because he was successful in college, mm-hmm. if you was even able to make it to the NFL as a football player, we know you got some kind of athleticism to you. You know what I'm saying? And I guess you got experience with that coach. That's your former coach. And he likes you enough that he sees something in you where he thinks you can play this position. And he gave you the opportunity. It's just crazy because, I mean, you know, it's probably somebody out there that actually plays mm-hmm. tight end. Yeah. They didn't get this opportunity, but like I said, they just showing it ain't about what you can do, it's about who you know in its purest form. But I know for sure, I might have said this before, I don't even know. I don't even know, but uh, I might have said this before, 
But it's a lot of people in the NFL, they want his head on the stake. Oh, hell just, yeah. Just to prove a point. Yeah. You think you're going to come into the league out of nowhere at this mm-hmm. age and just play this position like it's sweet like that. Yeah. They're going to run a play for him. He's going to cut right across that middle. And one of them linebackers is going to level. They're going to level. Listen. Yeah. And they are going to yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's funny that you mentioned that. He was successful in college, but I, I, I to be honest with you, I believe it is because of the talent that was surrounded by, uh, by him. Um, because he, to me, he was never really a good quarterback in my eyes. Right, His mechanics right. was horrible. Everything was just like he would not be someone that I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna take him in the first round, or I'm gonna take him later on in the third, fourth round. And he'll just become someone who's going to lead our franchise. Yeah, no. no, I to be honest with you, they, he was successful because of the talent that was surrounded by him. If he didn't have that talent, he wouldn't have been the first round pick. He was extremely mediocre at that, and yeah. But we're gonna see. It, it, you know, it's different. I'm still surprised by the move, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm not too surprised. But it's just like wow. All the hype, and I I just want to see what he's going to do, you know, transitioning from quarterback to tight end. We're going to see, though. We're going to see. Definitely going to see. Come week one. But you know you know what the big talk is next. Let's get into it. Let, let, let's, let's really get into it because it's the NBA playoffs. It's the NBA playoffs. But I want to get your take. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you this. I don't know what LeBron was talking about, but that NBA play-in, I loved it. I love the idea of it. Especially when you have the right teams that are facing off. Because let's talk about that Memphis and Warriors game. First of all, I'm not going to front. I had Golden State winning that. Me too. I'm not upset that they lost because I love John Morant. That little man is a uh, yeah. call him a little man. He's a dog. Yeah. He is a dog. He did what he came to do. Mm-hmm. And... The craziest part about it is they uh they came out there and played. They played uh Utah. They won their first game of the playoffs. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. I believe so. And but that but the play is, like, you know, we already seen the Warriors and the and the Lakers. When we seen that game, they were wilding. Steph did his thing. LeBron hit a hell of a shot. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna front. They yeah. hit a hell of a shot. And when he made yeah, the Grizzlies won, they won by three. Okay. They um that was a that was a game that came down to the wire. And I, I seen a lot of people talking shit. And I was just like, for one, it was one of those it was one of those crossroads between you got two teams that's way better than they look on paper. Mm-hmm. Like the Warriors, we know the Warriors and LeBron team, you know what I'm saying, with A D. Yeah. They got they both championship organizations. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They both got people with championship experience with rings under their belt, multiple rings under their belt. Right. And for them to have to be in a play-in, the game happened exactly how I thought it was. And the crazy part about it was it came down to a last-second shot, like a last-minute shot. Mm-hmm. Steph couldn't even get one off. Even if he did, it would have been hard for him to get a shot over Ant Davis. Yeah. He'd be like 6'10", 6'11", Steph 6'3". But that just showed you the, 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 the level that they was playing at. And John Morant is one of those people that he's not afraid of the big moments. He loves mm-hmm. the big moments. Yo, yeah, and yeah. And they was playing, and he stepped up. You seen the little move he... Gave him the in and out, drive to the rack, spin move, put the basket yeah. up. Yeah. And I was just like, man, like, so I love the fact that they made it. And the Warriors, mm-hmm. you know, I'm pretty sure Steph is just like, you know, 
They said it earlier in the season, him and Draymond. They was like, they're not really breaking their necks to make the play in. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not like that's exciting to them. It's like, yeah, making the playoffs is making the playoffs. But they like, we used to running through the whole to the championship. So right. by us going crazy, especially when we know the reason why we even in this predicament is because we got injuries and, mm-hmm. stuff, and we got a bunch of young players that's still developing. Yeah. They didn't care, but they're going to ball. Clearly, Steph is going to ball. Right. But I, I, I ain't going to front. I like the, I like their play. I don't know if they're going to continue. They might change it because I heard they, they had some kind of idea about a midseason like, tournament. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that would play at the end. The know, midseason tournament. Would. It would. Uh, it might have something to do with the draft or something like that. But they said the midseason tournament would uh, shorten the regular season from eighty-two games to seventy-eight permanently, and hmm. it could have something to do with the play-in, and it could have something to do with the draft if they do it the right way. Which, if that was the case, you know what I'm saying? It, it for one makes the game more competitive, so less teams could tank, mm-hmm. and we get more stuff like this L.A. Golden State game, Golden yeah. State Memphis. You know what I'm saying? We get more games like that. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? The playoffs they haven't been disappointing either. I'm I'm loving these first round matchups. Like I, everybody is bringing it. I like guess it's, it's it's a whole new record now. Like you you don't even look at what you you finished regular season. Oh, yeah. it, everything is completely different. Um, can you see the Mavericks knocking off the Clippers in the first round? Can I see it? Absolutely. I can see it too. Do I the the likeliness of it happening though? Uh, yeah. I don't want to say it's it's high. I would say I would say it's a little bit too close to 50-50 mm-hmm. for the comfort of the Clippers though. And they, yeah. need, to, they need to adjust to that because they lost that first game. Right. And clearly when you know, we see how Luca was doing them last year. Mm-hmm. We see how Luca does, period. He's also a young guy that's not afraid of no moments. Right. Love them big moments. And you got people that need to step up and live up to what their name is. Like Kawhi and Paul George, and they got to live up to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If Kawhi going to go out there, I need Paul George to act like he was back in Indiana when he was 2-4. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I need him to – PG-13 a little different than PG-2-4. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But with – they could still very well win this series. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just the fact that they're not going to make it easy for them. And if they can't adjust – well enough to a team like this, mm-hmm. I don't know how they're gonna be moving forward into the playoffs. Like they got, they got to snap. And they got, they got more experience playing together than they did right. last year, so they really don't got no excuse. Yeah, I think, I think the Denver and Portland series is gonna go seven games. I want to see it go seven. I, I think that's gonna go seven games. That's gonna go seven games. Milwaukee, Milwaukee wants to sweep Miami. Sweep. That'd be a statement for them if they did. They want to sweep Miami. I could see that happening. Even I could they didn't sweep if it was five, it'd still be a statement for them. Right. That's how they went out last year. Mm-hmm. And I could see, I could see the Hawks and Knicks series going seven games. Me too. That's going to be an exciting one because you really have two young teams. Those are two. Those are two young teams. Man, I got two I gotta young teams. On, I got to speak on that series because for one, you know, I know a lot of Knicks fans. You right. know how the Knicks fans get. They be borderline like the Cowboys fans when they team. Yeah. <laughs> and they got a good reason to be, though. Uh, shout out to Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. He's an all-star this year. He just he was just announced as the most improved player. Oh, that's lit. That might not even be his first time getting, but he just got announced most improved player. Um, their series could very well go seven. They're going to have to. It's going to be a dog fight. Mm-hmm. Seeing Trey Young got the dog in. Yep. He, and not only did he. Scored a basket at the end of the joint, but he looked at the crowd and was like, "Oh, like 
Yeah. All of that noise that now y'all yeah. fight right now and was talking shit in the interview, walking out. He love and I love that because mm-hmm. you don't go to the garden and do that. Well, right. Well, you do go to the garden and do that, but the Knicks they supposed to do something about that. Mm-hmm. So they gonna have to answer to that in game two. Oh yeah. And Julius played bad in game one. He didn't play. He didn't play well enough in game one. So he gonna have to go out there. He got a point to prove now. Yeah. We gonna see how this series go, man. Um, gonna see. You know, my Lakers they took a nail in game one. I kind of figure what happened. I I I I sensed it. I felt it. They really didn't come out aggressive. They did not at all on either side of the ball, especially not in Davis. Right, and, and you know what's crazy? I know what really eats AD up whenever he hears um, the critics say that he's soft. Yeah, but it's kind of like he he's proving them right. It, he should really be dominating DeAndre Ayton. Like no matter young, what, young and I think I think his mindset now it, it, it's kind of like he looks at himself as if he's really like a Dirk Nowitzki right. that could just like go to the three point line and just toss him up. Yeah, you make him here and there, but bro, like you should really be dominating the boards. Yeah, I know, I know what Ann Davis' problem is because for one, Ann Davis he'll have games where he proves to you that he can be soft when he's not trying as hard or whatever. Mm. He can turn around the very next game and. Do the total opposite, drop forty, right, and ball out. But I, if it's one thing I know about Ann Davis, it's the the privilege of him being a big man with that kind of skill set. Yeah, because you know, if y'all know the story about Ann Davis, he was a guard when he was like playing basketball, being taught how to play the game. Mm-hmm. He had a crazy growth spurt, so he still has his guard skill set, but he's in a big man's body now. Yeah, and the Lakers they have rotations. Where they play him at the five. He doesn't like that. Even though most of the time when they play him at the five, they're a much better team on the floor. So now that they got Drummond, I guess he's just like, okay, I can play outside of the paint even more because Drummond is the rebound guy. Mm-hmm. He can just do all of that stuff and I can get my little fadeaway mid ranges or take it behind the three and get them shots. But when it's not falling, then it's like, you know, yeah. so if you're not playing that hard and it's not happening, then you end up suffering. Right. You end up missing all of them shots and stuff and doing how he did. And then you kind of relax even when you're doing it because it's almost like you just depending on LeBron mm-hmm. to do it. But when you're playing against a team like Phoenix, who was like in and out of the number one spot overall for the NBA this yeah. season, you know what I'm saying, with the Chris Paul effect and you got a dog like uh, Devin, Devin Booker, Booker yep. and even DeAndre Ayton, they got some, they put some heart in that boy. He can play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, they have a. They got Monty Williams. Is, he coached the hell out of them this whole season. Mm-hmm. So they're a team that, for them to be as good as they are, they had to get used to playing hard every single night. Right. Because right. they don't have the kind of talent like LA does, where they can just relax sometimes and still win games. Mm-hmm. So now when you playing like that, because y'all put yourselves in this, I don't want to say they put themselves in. It was the injuries that put them in this in this predicament. Now y'all put yourselves in a situation where you got to hit the ground running. Yeah. Playing hard, it can affect them a certain kind of way because. They gotta get. They gotta like get like some momentum going. They gotta. Mm-hmm. They gotta like get adjusted to playing that hard. Whereas Phoenix is already used to it. Yeah. So it's gonna be a. It's gonna be a dog. It's it definitely dog is. Season. It definitely is. Would you consider Chris Paul a dirty player? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he a dirty player. He's a very dramatic player though. He wanted them. You know, he be trying to sell his flops and stuff like that. He be doing that. And it's funny, too, because I know what play you're talking about. Mm-hmm. The play he did on LeBron. Yep. And you know they best friends. Yeah. That's why I don't want to say he dirty, because I know he wouldn't deliberately do nothing like that to one of his best friends. But he's had dirty moments. 
He's had, he's had dirty moments. Yeah. He's had dirty because he on the low. We remember the fight between him and Rondo. Mm-hmm. Rondo has. Yep. He checked that real checked quick. That chin real quick. quick. <laughs> you know what I'm we remember that. Hell it yeah. It was just the fact that we also the reason why I say he he has had dirty moments. We gotta acknowledge the fact we know LeBron is a dramatic player too. Oh, they yeah, both they both the oh. same kind of drama queen because if you look at the play in slow motion, it's like it didn't look as bad as LeBron made it seem. It's mm-hmm. a chance that it could have been something that happened that could have been slight that seemed slight from the eye. Right. That was more for LeBron, whatever, but it was just like, come on, man, get your ass up. You know what I'm saying? And cause we and the funny thing is, if it was on the other side, we know Chris Paul would have did the same act and he'd have been mm-hmm. rolling around crying and all this crap like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's just the fact that too though. They both was like hurt in that game mm-hmm. and whatnot. And it's just like, I know they was being dramatic, but these niggas is getting old. That they are. That they are. I think they both 36. Mm-hmm. So they going to have to, this is, this is going to be a granddaddy series. This shit is hilarious, though. Hell yeah, man. But no, shout out to the NBA. They definitely going to get their money's worth with these playoff views because everybody has definitely been locked in. Um, in the first round series for. I, to be honest with you, for um, the East and the West, they're, they're, they're going to be, yeah. Basketball. It definitely awesome. is. I, I have no complaints, man. And um, I had the WNBA on here because I just wanted to give a shout-out to this rookie draft class because oh, yeah. the ladies have been balling. Um, they setting records. They, they setting records right now. And we know the WNBA is celebrating their 25-year anniversary yeah. right now. So this is perfect timing for them. Hell yeah, man. So shout out to the ladies. Um, who's been standing up for you? I know for me, it's been um, New York Liberty's uh, Sabrina Lanisku. I believe that's how you oh, pronounce yeah, her yeah, last yeah. name. Um, out of Oregon. She's been balling out of control. I was, watching her in, I was watching her in Oregon. She can put up numbers. Yeah, she can. She can put up numbers. And it's crazy because uh, she had a triple-double. I want like, to say like, like, a week, like, like a week, a week ago, ago, yeah. And that's the type of shit she was doing on a regular when she mm-hmm. was in college. And it's funny because there's been that was the ninth triple double ever recorded in the WNBA. And it's possible she can break that record by herself. This oh season. yeah, I could definitely see they, that. The WNBA got like thirty two games in a season. She could get very, she could very well get more than nine by herself this season. You know, because she has that Mamba mentality. Because you yeah, know, you yeah, know, Kobe, Kobe yeah. Bean used to go check her games yeah, out. Go used to check her you games. know, if Kobe coming to see you play. That's another level. And oh, they, yeah. They gave her that extra confidence. Mm-hmm. She out here balling. She hitting these shots. She getting these numbers. Hell yeah. She's gonna put them on the back. I got. I got a shout out to. Uh, I got a shout out to the home team though, Chicago Sky, because we got a. Uh, we got. We got. We got our star back, Candace Parker. Mm. She back. She, she back. Came, she came home. Oh shit! She late. came home. So yeah, you know we got the Chicago Phenom playing for the home team now. Okay. You know she from yeah. the, she from the West Side, but you know it's all good. What season is she in now? Candace Parker is. She's in her thirties, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, but she I don't think I don't trying to remember if she was one of them. She might be like eight or nine in or something like that. But okay. She, she got a couple chips under her belt. She yeah. got a defensive player of the year. She mm-hmm. got a man all stars. Like she do what she do. She gonna hold it down, man. It's shout good out to, to have on the team. Hell yeah, man, that's lit. Shout out to the ladies, and of course, you know we're gonna continue it on. We gotta move to the Olympics because, as you know, the black girl magic, of course, man. Shout out to Simone Biles, man. She just continues to do the damn thing. Over the weekend, I don't know if anyone had a chance to see it, but she did do like this. This is pretty much just like record setting the move that she landed because no woman has ever been able to uh, nail this move, but she's the first. 
And she just continues to just set historic records, man. And uh, she landed the, what is it, the Yurchenko? Double pike? Yeah, the Yurchenko double, double pike on the vault. Again, no oh, one's yeah. ever been able to nail that. So for her doing that, man, she just, I love it. I got it. I got it. Uh, I love it. I got a little. I got a little topic on that I want to speak about. Okay. Later, later, later on. Oh, for but, 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 it's but for be right late. now, I gotta mention that you know I used to do gymnastics when I was when I was younger. No word. You know what I'm saying. That's I a did. fun fact. That is a fun fact. I was, no one I was knew just, that. I was so strictly strictly tumbling her. She would wash me even then when I was nice. She was still washing me. But, yeah. But uh, I wasn't doing as much as she did. Like on the uh, the vault that she was doing. Mm hmm. Is extremely hard. It's extremely hard. I, like, I the regular tumbling on the ground, I had that. Like that was cool. I was doing all of that. Yeah. Nice at that. But what she did was, and the thing that made it so hard was because if you watch, if you watch like what she had to do, you know, pretty much you gotta run and you gotta uh jump off of the, the vault and do whatever flipping you gotta land, stick the landing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And this uh this Yachenko double pike move pretty much is she has to run, you know, she gotta get up her momentum. Run, she does a round off before she even reaches it. So she does the round off and then she does a backwards handspring onto the vault. So which she pushes off of the vault with her hands and did the two flips in the air and landed. Now the reason why that's hard is because you pretty much you're not jumping. It's like you literally jumping with your arms. Mm -hmm. You're jumping off the vault with your arms. It's never been done by a woman. It's it's been done a few times by some men, but it's still, you know, it's hard because right. you gotta have that arm strength. Yeah. So like mind you. She, we know she's strong, you know, black woman. So she's automatically better than everybody in her sport anyway. Mm -hmm. But she's also small, like she's like four foot eight or something like that. So if it was anybody, as nice. If it was anybody that I would have been expecting to be able to do this, it was definitely her. And she mm -hmm. called. So and the crazy part about it was, she practiced it. You know what I'm saying? And even doing it in competition, she was kind of saying that uh, she was like a little nervous about it because she yeah. didn't know. If she was gonna be able to hit both of the flips after she pushed off, mm -hmm. and she actually almost overdid it. Like if you watched her landing, she had to like bounce back real quick because she was she almost did two and a half flips. So it's like that just shows you the level of nice that Simone Biles yeah. is. Though. She really the goat. She really you is. See, she had the goat stitched on the back of her. Oh, yeah, yeah. With the with the rhinestone, she really the goat. Man, shout out to her, man. It, I I love it. So. It, her landing that, I mean, that's definitely dope. So continue just doing great things and just uh, setting historic marks in the Olympics. Moving on to some news. Um, so Texas lawmakers approve letting residents carry handguns without a license. Is this a good or a bad thing? <sighs> Texas being a red state. Um, I look at this as, uh, this is this is a scary situation. I'm going to look at this as a scary situation on both ends because um, we already know how how it is when it comes to, uh, you know, officers and especially white officers with the black and brown community and how they treat us. But now you have residents. So now you are going to you're given white residents position of power to carry a handgun and just look to pose, a, you know, just pose a threat to anyone. That's right. walking by. Uh, but now, I, I think I, it's scary in a sense, but then it also is like, okay, well, now you have black and brown folks who can feel comfortable walking 
with the gun because they don't know what could happen. You know, white per person could just automatically, oh, okay, well, you, we've never seen you on this. You, we've never seen you in this area, so what are you doing here? And now they have that comfortability to pull their gun out. Like, okay, well, I live here. I'm three blocks down, so you can either, you know, get out of my way or we things can get ugly. Man. But I just... I'm not surprised by Texas making this a law. You know, they do have kids down there that when they take them deer hunting and all of that. I wonder if Texas is a stands and ground state. Let me look this up real quick. Mm, that's that's it. That, that would absolutely make everything a whole lot worse if they are a stands and ground state. Right, right. So, uh, we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll see how that will go. Um really don't know. We'll probably be reporting a lot of news from Texas moving forward with this law being approved. Um, I could also see I could see Florida being next on the list to approve something like okay. this. Okay. So are they? No, they're, they're, they're not. not. They're not okay. a stand your ground state. They don't have a law, a stand your ground law. Mm. But they have a law where it says uh, no duty to retreat. Which is almost like phonetically, it's almost the same thing. Mm. You know, no duty to retreat. Standing around is like, all right, if I think my life is being threatened, I can kill somebody and just say, I thought my life was going to be threatened. No duty to retreat is like if you see a problem or something like that, you don't necessarily have to like excuse it or leave. You can probably fight back for it, which to a greater extent can be the same thing. Mm -hmm. If you like, you know, I didn't have a duty to retreat and I feel like my life is in danger and you can prove that it was, it's going to be a little bit harder to do. But when you just letting residents get, carry handguns without a license, they're going to see that law being used a whole lot more. Mm -hmm. And I know a few people that live in Texas too and they got gun licenses. Now it don't seem like they need one anymore. Cause they got their stipulations to their gun, their gun license in Texas. It was like, I don't want to say it's as steep as other states. Like I know, like in Illinois, you you can have your gun license and all of that. You have your gun, then you got you can have a concealed carry, mm -hmm. and they even got certain certain laws to which, like, if you got it on you or if you got it, like, in your car, you gotta have it, like, in a in a case, like, in a trunk or somewhere else, and they gotta be a certain amount of space away from where the bullets are or whatever like so i don't think it's that strict with this stuff in in texas clearly not if you don't even need a license anymore <laughs> right it's just approved letting residents have going out license a handgun at that it's gonna get a whole lot spookier down there so. definitely is man definitely is um moving on um this is extremely sad man so um black lives matter activist um sasha johnson she was shot in london um she does have life-threatening injuries. She was actually shot in the head. But no one really knows, like, the full detail if she was actually being targeted or whatever, you know, the case may be with, with that situation. But that's just, that's sad, you know? And that's also scary, you know? Uh, that, damn. It says she was shot by some men entering a party. She fighting for her life. 27-year-old mother of three. It was like 3 a.m. Sunday morning. It says a group of four black males dressed in dark colored clothing entered the garden of the property and discharged a firearm. 
Damn. So now it's probably just like they were just shooting at the party and she they said they think it's more gay related in that area. Yeah. Mm. They said it, they, I'm sitting here reading the article and they said it's not really anything to like suggest that it had something to do with her involvement in right, the right. kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But we know. Well, we you, still gotta, you still gotta have some kind of questions about that. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, but we just gonna, we, we gonna keep her in prayers. And um, pray she, you know, makes it out of this um, good because this is this is tough, especially when it's life threatening and being shot in the head. So we definitely just going to keep um, Sasha Johnson in prayers. And if we get any further details, of course, you know, we'll keep y'all in the mix with that. Moving on to some entertainment. Um, rest in peace, the legendary comedian and actor Paul Mooney. Um, he died at the age of 79 over the weekend. Tough news, man. That's tough news right there. Yeah, man. Paul Mooney was a legend. Definitely a legend. Paul Mooney was a legend. You know, he used to work with Richard Pryor mm-hmm. back in the day. And he was rather, I don't want to say boastful about, but prideful about a lot of the barriers that they broke down as comedians. Yeah. You know, it was by Paul Mooney. Now he held it down. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's a whole bunch of people. We already know Dave Chappelle loved him to death. Hell yeah. He was because he's an older guy, it's a lot of people from my generation who our introduction to him mm-hmm. was from Dave Chappelle. So yeah, you, know, you can even like shout out to Chappelle for even. I know he introduced me to it, and my my uh, one of my best friends back home, he was a real big Richard Pryor fan. Okay, so he knew a lot about Paul Mooney too, and I learned about them. But it was just it was just so funny because you know he was the writer of a lot of like like genius comedy sketches and stuff like that that we knew we already knew his kind of comedy too. Mm-hmm. So you know it's definitely a. Uh, Rest in peace to that legend. Yeah, definitely, man. Sending condolences out to his family and friends. Moving on to some more news. Uh, Dr. Master P received his honorary doctor degree over the weekend at the first HBCU Lincoln University. Shout so, out to P. Shout out to Master P, man. Continuing just throwing great things in his career, man. One thing about Master P, yo, like, dude, he's really been, he's really been a hustler. No matter what, whenever you look at him, like, He's always finding ways to really elevate and always putting everyone on that's surrounded by him, like to elevate man. in ways too. So just shout out to him, man, doing great things. Shout out to Link University, man. You know, that's my alma mater right there. That's the Peter Lennon. Mm-hmm. He, really, he really the, you want to talk about the ultimate hustler. Odd. You want to talk about like, like Master P. Is, he's really the... Legend that a lot of people think some other people are. I ain't gonna say no names because I don't want to seem like I'm talking shit about them because I'm, I'm really not. But it's just like, you know, when people talk about a lot of people that make a lot of moves, they moguls and they hustlers and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they need to like mention him like first or second. Oh, yeah. This conversation. Definitely. I definitely agree with you on that one. Uh, moving on, man. So, um, so F and Classy had dropped something in the chat for us. And uh, Malik Beasley, he um, issued a public apology via IG post following his relationship scandal with uh, Larsa Pippen. Again, we I feel as though we talk about this all the time when it comes to celebs really um, doing everything via social media. You know, oh, yeah. whether it's calling people out or anything, you know, making public apologies to your loved one. Uh to be honest with you, um, I'm honestly tired of it. It's like, who are you in a relationship with? 
people or the girl. Right. Because at this point, you really don't owe the public any apology. You really don't. You don't owe them nothing. And Larsa Pippen been wilding. You know she definitely. You know she she more so an apology to her kids. Because somebody did. Yeah. <laughs> and Scotty Pippen. And Scotty, Scotty. Did. She just went back and forth with her girlfriend right after the apology, being more embarrassing. Like, you see what I'm saying? You too like, old for this. Too, she way too old for that. Too old for this. You got her trying to live out this love and hip hop fantasy, some shit like that. Uh, uh, and and then like who? Unless she made him hop on social media or something like that, like bro, there's no reason to do that. It ain't no reason to do that, bro. We don't even like. I don't even care. I know how you give it up. I know how she give it up, and let that be what it's gonna be like. It ain't no need for you to apologize because we already know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is you? What is you? What are you even doing all of that for? And then especially for the fact that like we know. Even after this, after the fact, you know, she probably still gonna be wild. He probably still gonna be wild too. Mm-hmm. Just go out there and just live y'all life, man. Like y'all, y'all probably need to be single, both of all y'all. You know, saying his 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 wife need to leave him and go be with Pippin. Mm-hmm. And he need to leave his wife. They, y'all the only ones in a situation that want to be married. Hell yeah, man! It's just getting wild, but stop just stop taking everything to social media. I understand if you know everything always somehow. Media seems to, you know, get pics, captures everything, but you don't really owe the public an apology at all. Try to mend things behind closed doors with your loved ones. Just stop taking everything to social media. It's very annoying. And it's just like, if social media wasn't here, how would you survive? Right. But moving on, man, because... It was a video that had, you know, dropped earlier. And of course it was um, pertaining to J. Cole signing his contract and playing ball in Africa. So um I think there's a negative clip. and I think it's a positive. You know, the negative part of it is I think he took someone's job that deserves it. You know, I, I live in a basketball world. I don't live in, in a fan world. You know what I mean? So I know a lot of guys who COVID stopped their career and they're still home working out and training for an opportunity like this. And for a guy who has so much money and has another career to just come here and average like one point a game and still get glorified, I feel like it's very disrespectful to the game. It's disrespectful to the ones who sacrificed their whole life for this. And um, the positive side of it, it brings a lot of attention um, and and I guess money, you know, but I don't I don't really pay attention to that type of stuff. I'm, I'm more of like, I think there's a negative and I think it's a positive. What's your take? What's your take on um, how he felt about J. Cole? Um, do you do you do you look at it as being a negative? Because I looked at it when I when I saw it, um, it was kind of just like you knocking this man for it because it's not as if like he can't ball. I could see if he couldn't ball and there was no skill set behind it, but J. Cole plays ball. And he's played ball in the past, you know. Um, this is what's the problem? Master P, yeah. Master P had an opportunity. He had a chance. Yeah, if it's one, you know what this reminds me of. This reminds me of back in the day when Deion Sanders was trying to play baseball and football at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
He was good enough to play in both sports. He was good enough to be on that on that football field. Yeah. He was good enough to be on that baseball field and like have an impact. Mm-hmm. You know, clearly, you know, so he could have been a star in either one. And when he tried to play both at the same time, it was people in both leagues complaining because they was just like, oh, well, we feel like because he has to give effort towards baseball, he's not giving enough effort to football because we need him to be 100%. Or, you know, the vice versa with, with uh, baseball. You yeah. Know, he's not giving 100% to baseball. And, like, let's say he makes any kind of little – he makes any kind of little uh, mistake. They're going to blame it on something like uh, that. Yeah, of course. You know, of course. Maybe if you wasn't playing baseball, you would have been able to get that interception. Yeah. Maybe if you wasn't playing football, you would have been able to – they wouldn't have tagged you out on that one play or something like mm-hmm. that. So, and in that situation, they was, you know, there's people that was like, oh, well, I only play football or I only play baseball and I devoted my whole life to becoming good enough and he's taking my opportunity. And for him to say he feels like Cole is taking somebody else's opportunity – it's so it's so crazy to stay. Now I actually gotta I gotta catch myself on it a little bit because now this also reminded me of the Tebow situation. Mm-hmm. Him playing tight end or whatever like that. Yeah. And like I said, happy for Tebow. You know what I'm saying? I know this isn't the position that he's has the most experience in playing. You know what I'm saying? He has some kind of athleticism to him. His coach, they got experience together. Maybe it's something that he's seen him. Is it possible that, it, that there are other people that are better than him at that position? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Is it possible that there's other people better than J. Cole that could have got the opportunity? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that in either of these situations there's something else that's the reason why they didn't make it? Absolutely. Hell so for, yeah. you to act, for him to act like Cole is stealing somebody else's opportunity, right? it's like, first of all, you wild because whose who's opportunity is he still? You know what I'm saying? Like you can, you could probably go find a hundred other players that could probably take Cole's place and have the same impact, more or mm-hmm. less, or whatever. You can't be like because Cole is there, that's why the other hundred people not there. Right. That don't even make sense. And then I, I get the gist. Not even I get the gist. I know he's hating because Cole is already successful. In his mind, he's just like I'm playing this sport, or other people are playing this sport because we. This is our way out. And it's mm-hmm. like you already made it as a rapper. You already rich, you're a millionaire, whatever. You don't even need to be doing this. So why are you here doing this? When somebody else could be doing this and providing whatever like that. That's the hating part right there. Oh, yeah. Like, the end of the day, bro, it's like he averaging whatever he averaging, he playing whatever he doing. And if that's what he's doing, what you going to replace him with somebody else that's doing the same thing? Right. Because in that point, it, it don't really make a difference. You know what I'm saying? Like Plus, yeah. plus how he spoke on the business side. Cold being cold. Like, I had no idea. I had no idea about this team that he plays for. I knew about the African League, mm-hmm. but I had no idea about this specific team that he plays for now. Yeah. It's a lot of people that did, and now they do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, at the end of the day, it's like, Cole can be like, I played one season and retired. You know what I'm saying? He is 30, 36. Yeah. I played one season and retired. Now they got a whole lot of coverage and stuff like that. More people want to come over there and play. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's just one of them situations. I can, I can tell he hated. Yeah, I, I definitely looked at it as him being a hater because it's just like, if you really looking at it as a sign of disrespect, then right. rappers can say the same thing when athletes feel like they can rap. as a sign of disrespect. 
You see what I'm saying? That's like somebody hating on Damian Miller. And he's nice. Yeah, he, he he's actually he nice. nice. He's actually nice. Don't be somebody that would hate though. Yeah. But you know, there are there are some people who are just not nice. And it's just like, yo, to actually stick with your stick with your day job. That's a fact. You you that's wasn't born to be a rapper. It, it's just what it is. But I mean, that's how it's always been. You know, you have some athletes that want to be rappers and rappers who you know, played the sport in high school or little league that want to play sports. So it, it's always been that way. It's always been that way. You know, it, you got a few of them that can do both. He's, right. He is one of the people that can clearly do both. Mm -hmm. But man, it's all right, man. You you you'll be okay. I think you got your little bit of claim to fame because no one actually even knew about you. Now we know you as a hater. Right. <laughs> that that's what it really is. You're now known as the hater. You had your your one minute of Hating for your post, and that's that. So it's all, good. it's all good, man. J Cole continue doing great things, bro. They can't do what you do. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Moving on, more news, but this really isn't surprising news to me. But of course, we'll still you know discuss it as well. Um, Erica Mena and Safari are calling the quits after less than two years of marriage. I'm not surprised by it. Um, they are expecting their second child. Um, Oh, yeah, you know, it's, it's one of them things to where gotta have, and it's probably more so for loving hip hop as well. Gotta have oh, the storyline, yeah, yeah, gotta have the storyline. Um, but to be honest with you, I'm not really surprised by it. Um, it's almost like Erica, she's definitely, you know, a headache. I'm pretty sure Safari's a headache. He does corny shit. You ever seen his head? He do got a big ass head. He probably is a headache. He you probably know? got a headache. Yeah. Erica Mena, whenever she yells, you always see that vein popping out in the middle of her forehead. I I can't can I really see someone spending the rest of their lives with either one of them? No. Right. Without losing their mind? Hell no. So I'm not really surprised by this. But you know, hopefully they can managed to co-parent, have a successful co-parenting um, lifestyle. We're going to see how that goes. Yeah, we're going to see, man. And, and looking yeah. forward to this not being news no more. Right. Because, again, we're, we're, we're not surprised by it at all. It was going to end sooner or later. It was going to end sooner or later. And then um, also, too, uh, it's the anniversary of George Floyd. Definitely Which is. is crazy. Definitely is. Time really flies, but my goodness. That is wild. Like that holding it down. Right. You know what I'm saying? Some we got some kind of some kind of retribution for it, because I don't want to mm -hmm. call it justice. But you know, it's a long process. Right. You know, rest in peace to that man. Definitely. And uh peace and blessings to his family and his kid. Mm-hmm. And all of that. That's indeed, man. Hold it down. Definitely. So enough for entertainment. We're going to hold things down. Y'all know how we get down. It's Shop Talk Week. And see, I don't know what you do, man. Because, so, you know, we have some new mixiness, man. So so just let them know how you get down with Shop Talk. So I'm going to let them know how I get down. Mm -hmm. How I get down is, you know, I do this thing where I keep the clippers to them heads. Mm -hmm. I keep my ears to them streets. Okay. You know what I'm saying? The streets is talking. She's just talking. All right. You know what I'm saying? And it's 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 a, it's a few things I got to address. You know what I'm saying? A few things I got to address. 
because y'all know how the streets be talking. So one of the first things is that uh, we spoke on like you know Israel and Hamas and what was going on in Gaza Strip you know, mm-hmm. last last week, and apparently you know they've reached a ceasefire. It was a long eleven days over there. Okay. You had like uh, about two hundred forty people killed. You know, mostly civilians. So you know what I'm saying. Got to got to put that out there because you know, uh, I remember back when this George Floyd stuff was happening, which is perfect that this is the only one year anniversary. But uh, when the police, you know, was out there doing what they was doing, mm-hmm. gas and all of that stuff, it was people from Palestine that were tweeting people like out here in Minnesota on how to like diffuse the tear gas and all of this stuff. They was helping. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was uh for the for the people out here that are trying to help back, you know, that's the that's the type of that's what we need more stuff like that happening yeah. in the world. We need the ceasefire. Glad that that's going on. Hell yeah, it's needed because that that's just ridiculous. Over two hundred people just killed that's sad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that later because this this other part a little bit. I gotta I gotta mention uh, I gotta mention one thing real quick because this is this is actually a little bit funny. This is actually a little bit funny. So y'all remember how there was a uh, a quote unquote gas shortage? It wasn't really a gas shortage. Somebody hacked into the pipeline. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. They, they kinda, they Folks was wilding, putting was gas in garbage. Uh, <laughs> Walmart bags and. Shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Hilarious, hilarious. Yeah, y'all really wild for that. So the funniest part about that is that so the guy that owns the the pipeline, right? Mm -hmm. They like held his ass. They didn't hold him for ransom, but they held the pipeline for ransom. The Colonial Pipeline CEO said he had to pay the hackers $4.4 million in ransom just to get the pipeline back. Damn. So for one, I'm weak because... (laughs) It's one of those situations in life where you see somebody do some big wild stuff. You're like, oh, they're going to get caught. And they don't. So apparently what happened was, you know what I'm saying? The hackers, they hack into the pipeline. Mm-hmm. And they like, they cut them out. And they was just like, yeah, so we got control of y'all shit. We're not even going to do nothing to destroy it or nothing like that. But we got control of y'all stuff. We can give you control back. Because we have the... Uh, we have the program to pretty much decrypt the thing that we created. Mm. Only we know how to fix what we what we doing right now. Like, yeah, we, we the only ones. And of course, they was like, "Nah, like we ain't trying to get y'all nothing. We ain't trying to mind you." He's like, "If you you're the Colonial Pipeline CEO, gotta be worth billions. Mm-hmm. Gotta be super." So four point four million is nothing, right? But this just shows you how greedy people really are too, because. He was like the reason why it even lasted a few days like it did mm-hmm. was because he was really trying not to pay him. You know what I'm saying? Which is hilarious because like I kind of get it because like they're they hacked into your stuff. I guess I guess you can consider that stealing, but it's like for how much the stuff costs and for what you're doing and how filthy rich you are. Nah, bro, you might be the one stealing. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> and he was really like the funniest thing is they he had to pay them in Bitcoin. So now he paid them four point four million in Bitcoin. It's a chance they're gonna get richer because it's Bitcoin, and also you can't really even trace it back to them, like to see who the hell it was because you paid them in Bitcoin. It kind of reminded me of the movie Dope, 
if y'all ever seen the movie Dope, yeah. you've seen it. Yeah. And remember, they, they had to sell the drugs that they accidentally got. Uh-huh. And they was like, okay, we sold it. And we got all of the money, but we got it in Bitcoin. Which now that I think about it, that was before Bitcoin did what it's doing now. Which means that if he sold that and he sold it in Bitcoin, whoever is the owner of those Bitcoins is stupid rich. Even though it's just a movie, but that's hilarious. But he was just like, you know, he realized, the, the pipeline CEO said he pretty much realized that the country and the world was better off if he just paid them because that would end the whole drought or whatever sooner. And he was just like, he just hated seeing that money go. And I'm just so weak because I was like, you probably didn't even notice that 4.4 mil right. coming and going, bro. And you probably still you was just that living good. Just like, nigga, whatever. And imagine so imagine how we feel when we got to pay rent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't even care. They didn't even care. That part is freaking hilarious. Yo. You know what I'm saying? That was that. was that. Was that. But here's the, here's the one thing, bro. I, I understand you mentioned hacking and everything. Oh, yeah. I feel like everybody continues to hack the wrong shit. Why isn't anybody hacking Sally Mae to get rid of these student loans? And you know what's messed up? I feel like the niggas that hacked that pipeline know how to hack. They could they could probably do that, man. Like, like come on, yeah. I understand. I understand. I understand where y'all trying to go with things, but yeah, at some point, just try attempt, please, something. I'm just tired of it. Your man's Joe, he he reneged on a 50. On the 50 stacks to take away. So just come on. Just hack this system, please. Please. Then worry about everything else. Then worry about everything else. But I had to, I just had to point that out, man. Because everybody yeah. just continues to hack the wrong shit. We can have hope. You know, it's trillion, damn the trillions in deficit for these student loans. So, you know, y'all can make something happen. Right. But, but, and I, and I saved this one. Before, I'm, I'm going to say this for last one anyway. But um, just a couple random things I had to bring up real quick because there was, there is a, uh, I almost want it's like a record low in the amount of flu cases for this season, right? A record low? Record low. Like, you know, mm. the flu. It's because of the mask. Yeah. It, it, it's probably because of the mask. I, I think it's because of the mask. Mm. But usually, like, let's say that they get, like, millions of flu cases you know every year out of those millions whatever sure it's gonna be some deaths in there whatever. yeah and the article i read said that there was the amount of flu cases was down from 38 million in 2019 2020 to 2038 damn the amount of cases was down from 38 million to 2038 and I got that news at the same time I was uh, I got some news about they saying scientists are trying to think of they're trying to develop a uh, universal vaccine that like you know fight off all kinds of different forms of the coronavirus even the common cold which we know there's no cure for mm -hmm. so they say but I think that's also part of the reason too why they're trying to open up a whole lot of stuff because you know, the uh, medical industry makes a lot of money off of people being sick. Yeah. And you go from 38 million cases of the flu to 2,038 cases of the flu. And the whole world is different. Right? Yeah. 
that's out of pocket. I just had to mention that real quick because damn, that led me to another, another. It led me to another uh, point that it's like at least twenty-two GOP land states. Of course, you know GOP people always wilding. We not down with GOP. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> you feel me? But they're planning to end federal jobless benefits months earlier than expected. It's 22 GOP land states. They're trying to stop, you know, pretty much like the un- unemployment fi- benefits and stuff like that. And uh, their reason is they're saying that a lot of people in these states are saying that the benefits that these that a lot of people are getting is what's preventing them from going back to work. Mm-hmm. Even though the number of unemployment claims is the lowest it's been since the pandemic began. Yeah. So it's like, Two things are happening here. One, if you think that people receiving unemployment benefits is, if you think that people receiving unemployment benefits is more beneficial to them than actually working, and you think like, like if that's the real reason why people aren't working, mm-hmm. then that even says that, I'm, not even, I'm never going to say that means you're paying them too much for unemployment. I'm going to say that you're not paying them enough. Right, right. With employment, if they like, nigga, I could just take this unemployment and chill rather than work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you're trying to force them back to work without raising wages, spoke about livable wages before, mm-hmm. then that's that's like cruelty. So it makes it's no it makes no it's no surprise to anybody that it's 22 GOP land states. Yeah. Because clearly those are the idiots. You know what I'm saying? So, of course. We know how that we know how that's gonna get. I just wanted people to stay tuned to that because now, gotta get into the real thing that I have to speak about for shop talk. Mm-hmm. Texas has been on a tier. Texas been on one. We already know we just spoke about Texas and um, allowing residents to carry handguns without licenses. Right. We remember even in the thick of the pandemic, they was open in Texas. Hell, yeah, in Georgia, Texas, you know, Florida, probably Mississippi. Cause they I feel like they ain't them. never been closed. Never been closed. <laughs> so Governor Greg Abbott of Texas, he signed into law one of the nation's strictest abortion measures. So pretty much they're banning uh, abortion procedures as early as six weeks into a pregnancy, which at that point, a lot of women don't even know if they're pregnant or not, right? And, like, by him signing that law, you know, he just reopened up a, a long, a long, long, like, decades, decades-old battle of abortion restrictions. And the kinds of, like, legal provisions that a lot of states do to try to prevent that. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, it's going to be harder to challenge some of the new provisions that he's created for this law in court. Because normally, like you know, we know about Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade was a uh, Roe v. Wade was a court case back in the sixties where a um, woman was pretty much she was trying to get an abortion. They wouldn't let her get an abortion. I think she ended up having a kid, but she ended up winning the case. And it pretty much gave the uh, you know how they do the pro choice, yeah, pro life, whatever. They pretty much gave the mother the choice of what she wanted to do up until like twenty eight weeks or something like that. A certain a certain amount of weeks in the trimester. Once the, pretty much once the fetus is able to survive outside of the womb on its own. 
Anytime before that, you can get an abortion if you want to. Mm-hmm. And people hate that. It's a lot of people that hate that for a lot of left and right reasons. Right. Whatever. But, uh, well, first of all, do you have any thoughts about that? Like, he pretty much, he, I'm, I'm putting it Right, yeah. Of, of course, it's always Sign a male that's... Here, here's where I have an issue with that, um, because you never really know the reason as to why the woman wants to get an abortion. Maybe she feels as though she's not really fit to be a mother. Mad reasons. A lot of reasons. Here's another reason. That woman could have been raped. That's a super fact. There are also pedophiles out here. That's a super fact. So you aren't allowing. Maybe she could be 12 or 13 year old to get an abortion. She's not going to know anything, but she's just been molested by a pedophile. That's a fact, though, man. You know, um, so I, I, I really have a problem with that um, because I, I feel as though we spoke on this before. I, I believe there was another state that um, passed a law. Um, I forget which state it was. I know it was a southern state, of course. But I, I, I just think. It's crazy that they're so pressed on a law like this when you don't really know how this woman got pregnant. Yeah, that's a fact. You don't really know if this woman is really mentally capable enough to be a fit parent for this child. We see it out here on a day-to-day basis. We report it in the mix on times certain things that take place. You, you saw the. Remember when we discussed about how the mom kidnapped the child? Oh yeah, was that in try- was that in Alabama? I yeah, it was some yeah somewhere down there in Mississippi. You know, you know how they get yeah, down. Yeah. One and on two, but um, and put her child at risk because the father wanted to leave her or something. So it's just like you, it's it's messed up. I don't like it one bit. Um, I really don't. And it's it's sad, especially in that state, you know, for women that, God forbid, who go through something, you know, so traumatizing of being raped or just feel as though they're, they, they're not ready for it. And some women really don't know that they are pregnant during them six yeah. weeks, you know, yeah, especially. Okay. It, so it's, it's tough, man. It, it, it's messed up. It's extremely messed up. Speaking of Mississippi, too, because we already know that, well, we don't already know, maybe not, but the Supreme Court was already fighting, like, abortion laws because there's a lot of states down there in the South that have been trying to fight against abortion, right? Mm -hmm. Mississippi, to no no one's surprise, they had a, a law that the Supreme Court, they're hearing a case about it right now, it was a Mississippi law that would ban abortions after 15 weeks. And it was and like they fighting that, you know what I'm saying? Which is, again, that's really, really early or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, there's like a conservative majority, you know what I'm saying, in a lot of these states that could make this a problem because they, they already, it's already been people trying to overturn Roe v. Wade, the Roe v. Wade decision through the Supreme Court. And just like you said, like, you know, this new um, this new Senate Bill 8, that they're calling it, which was like the top priority for Republican lawmakers. Almost all of them, you know, 
signed on. It's a like a sponsor or author or whatever like that mm-hmm. for the measure. The ban, the bill bans abortion after a fetal heartbeat has been detected. And this, because you just you just mentioned this, this includes cases where the woman was impregnated as a result of rape or even incest, which they have they have small small number of exceptions for medical emergencies. And it's been it's been times before where they've had like these heartbeat quote unquote heartbeat bills passed by other states or whatever, but Texas did theirs with a slight twist to make it a little bit harder to fight in court. Because before, you know what I'm saying, like they tried to do the heartbeat bills before they they was always getting beat and always getting banned because no matter what, it was the it came back to the same kind of decision that they made in Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. The fetus it might have had a heartbeat, but it still needed to it still needed the host, like you know what I'm saying, the, the womb. It couldn't survive outside of the womb. Yeah. So it was still technically a part of the woman. You know what I'm saying, like not its own life force per se. So this one instead of, instead of having the um, the government enforce the law, this bill turns the reins over to like private citizens who are newly empowered to sue abortion providers or anyone who helps someone get an abortion after a fetal heartbeat has been detected. And that the person would not have to be connected to someone who had an abortion or to a provider to sue. So pretty much it's like if you know a woman that's like they could have just found out they was pregnant in four weeks and they yeah. had a heartbeat and then they go and get an abortion and you know that you could sue. Wow. Like you could, which is crazy. Like you could then sue somebody for going to get an abortion, which that's, is like really, really crazy. Because now, stuff like that, and I probably mentioned this before on the show before, but stuff like that makes it so much. It makes it so unsafe because now you're gonna have people going through these oblong measures to get abortions. Mm-hmm. You have them going to other places and stuff like that. They might have to go to some underground type thing or something like that just to get this stuff done because the freaking state isn't making it easy for them. They're actually yeah. trying to make it impossible for them. And they hope to get around, like, by doing it that way, they hope to get around a lot of the legal challenges that, like, they have up, like, these abortion restrictions and stuff. They hope to get around a lot of that stuff. And it's crazy because it says, while abortion providers typically sue the state to stop a restrictive abortion law from taking effect, there is no state official enforcing Senate Bill 8. So there's no one to sue. Mm. And it's clever. It's really, really clever that they would try to even do it like that because, you know what I'm saying, that's like one of those situations where you just see them trying to, like, manipulate the law. Yeah. I always, I always stated this before. It's never about, like what the law says as much as it's about how stuff is enforced mm-hmm. because you can clearly manipulate laws and stuff like that like how they're doing right now and it all it always goes back down to like you have these old white men trying to control women's bodies which is uh it never it never makes sense it'll never make sense at all but those be the same old white men who who be trying to force themselves on these young women. Exactly, exactly. And it's crazy because it's this uh, lady, I don't even know her name, but I found her on TikTok. And she'd be like whamming these anti-abortion people. Mm-hmm. And it'd be, a lot of, it'd be a lot of white women that'd be like, oh, I'm anti-abortion, anti-abortion, which is, which is crazy because I think white women make the majority of the people that get abortions every year anyway. 
but uh, but uh, the lady was just like, oh, like you know, like let's say because exactly how you just said a lot of the white these old white men be wilding, and she was like, oh, you say you're anti-abortion, but what if your husband cheats on you with another woman and gets that woman pregnant, and what if she's a, a minor? What if she's black? You know, you know they be racist. What if she's yep. black? What if she's young? What if anything? Like you know what I'm saying? What if she just he just cheats on you, get somebody pregnant? Then what are you gonna do? You gonna wish abortion was a thing then? Mm-hmm. Because you like you know once you can't get an abortion, it's like yeah, you pretty much got to deal with that now. Right, you know right. Like we know you're not gonna leave him, but just she just she got a whole bunch of TikToks where she be saying stuff like that. But I mentioned all of that too to also bring about this point because I have a theory. Shout out to Jane Elliott because I got it from her. Pretty much, I feel like this is all part of a greater scheme to uh, drive the population of white people back up. I did just mention that the majority of the people that get abortions are white women. Mm -hmm. And if people have been paying attention to the numbers over the last few decades, the white people are slowly becoming the minority. Versus like people of color, black people and all that. We started to outnumber them even more. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the numbers of people that, if you look at the numbers of people that uh, get abortions, like I said, it's majority white people. And if you look at the actual numbers, like the number of abortions that are actually happening, yeah, it's like if you take away those, then you add to the number of white people. Like they, their population increases, which is crazy for two different ways. Because there's been situations before where they try to this is this is racism on a whole other level but there's been situations before where they would try to come up with some kind of way to get white people to like i guess like procreate more Mm. as far as like helping out like poorer people or helping out like certain families with newborns whatever like that but then every time they try to come up with some kind of provision like that it was beneficial to black people which they didn't want which again is even more fucked up because the 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 greater side to why most people end up getting an abortion is that we know that there are the, the cases where you know it's incest or it's rape or it's yeah accident or whatever, but it's majority because people just can't afford it. Which again goes back, back too, to a whole yeah. bunch of points like how I was saying before. You got them trying to force people back into the workforce and they don't even have a livable wage. Mm-hmm. Yet you want to tell them if they happen to get pregnant, whether it's by force or you know whatever the case might be because there there could be some cases where the birth control just fails and you pretty Absolutely. much force them to have a child right. just so the child can have the my, my majority again because the country isn't going to do anything to help them raise the child at all they're not going to do anything to help them like you know what I'm saying put this kid they're not going to do anything you know what I'm saying it, we just seen that they're literally trying to force people to go back to work just because they don't want to give them benefits and again, that goes to show how crazy it is and how much they don't care about women, mm-hmm. whether they whether they black women or any color women or white women, whatever. They don't even care. And it, it's yeah. just so crazy because it'd be all these white women out here supporting this shit. They be all anti anti abortion, whatever. They call it they call it being pro life. That's the irony. That's the irony. How are you being pro life, but when the life is here you're not doing anything to provide for this life. Yeah. You don't even you're not even trying to do anything to provide for the life, but you're saying you're pro life. No, it doesn't work like that. And with that being the case, 
we're gonna get to the section in a minute, but I gotta give the whole state of Texas. I gotta get a governor of Texas to so who's dancing this when he gets down to that point. Oh yeah. Oh he yeah, gotta, for sure. He, he gotta get one. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's just, it's just wild that like anytime we report anything as far as far as like lawmaking when it comes to um abortions, anything, of course you already know it's it's older white men. Always. Always. And even even when it's not, because it was a uh, I think the situation in Alabama when he was trying to do something like this too, and it was pretty much saying that they were they weren't banning abortions per se, but they pretty much they was trying to make a law where all of the people that know how to safe, safely provide like safely give an abortion, mm-hmm. they were pretty much making it illegal for them to do it. So it's like, oh, we're not banning abortion, but all of the uh, health service workers that give abortions, it's illegal for y'all to do it. So if y'all do it, we can then lock y'all up. And it was a bunch of Republicans down there that signed off on it, but I think their governor or something like that was a woman. Which again, goes back to the point where it was just like, the white women, because she was white, mm-hmm. they're so manipulated, they're so easy to manipulate by these white men that they somehow were able to convince her that this was in the best benefit. For people, and it's just like they always try to go back to the same theory. Oh, every life deserves a chance, and, da, 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 da. and it's like, okay, if you want to go by that theory, what are you going to do for this life? Which they're right. not, not going to do anything. They just want to have none. That's why. That's why I went back to the Jane Elliott thing, where she was saying that that's the only way that they can ensure that they remain the majority in this country is if they mm-hmm. cut they cut back down on the amount of abortions every year. Yo, it's it's so crazy that they that they even like feel that way. Um, and try to try to preach that, but it's just like you never really know. Even the person who's bringing the child into this world, you don't know their living conditions, and even if they want to put the child up for adoption, like you don't even know the the type of people that they're, you know, about to be under. So you again, you have a lot of foul people out here, like even even own family members that will do things to you know. Your child, and it's just crazy. It's sad, and the fact that like they feel as though yeah, every child deserves a life, but no child deserves to be treated the way that some of these children are treated out here. And it's sad. It's sad. I'm glad I don't have kids, cause I'll be down. I tell you that much. I'll be down. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. Same thing. They and they they've had situations like that over history. Over people was over, over history with not even just like over black people when they, they go into Planned Parenthood, you know what I'm saying, and they end up realizing later on that they were sterilized because of situ- the I feel like it all revolves around the same point. Mm-hmm. They don't want to become the minority. Mm-hmm. They want white people to be so so like such a majority that they do whatever they can that they do whatever they feel like they can do. They believe in a systemic Exactly. And that's why they sticking to stuff like this. They sticking to stuff like this. They trying to and they, they're depending on people like these Republicans in the GOP to be on their side so that they can get the stuff passed. And if they can overturn Roe v. Wade, which they've been fighting for a generation to try to do, if it ever works, we're gonna have our hands full. It's already hard enough to fight back against this shit. But mm-hmm. I, you know what I'm saying, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't. Once I seen this, I couldn't let this go by. Right, right. Speaking on this, you guys. Oh yeah, definitely. This is just one of the things that I heard from you know keeping my ears to these streets out there, and I gotta let the people know mm-hmm. because they need to know about shit like this. So, 
You know what I'm saying? If y'all, if y'all know anything that y'all can do, we already know how the process of shit like this goes as far as the people that are in position to make laws and the stuff that you can do to try to push for a law or push against the law. But, you know, do your research in your areas, your local state, yeah. all of that stuff, because we don't need shit like this. And with that being said, I'm going to continue to keep my ears to these streets and my clippers to them heads. And that's how we doing. Another good shot talk, man. Always informative information being provided by Shot Town's finest Carlton. You dick. Definitely needed to hear that, man. Again, if you could do anything, just try to try to help somehow, some way. But y'all know what's up next. Because we got to bless a few folks with this. And we're going to let this track ride out real quick. And again, as always, shout out to Trav Q. So, you know, when you hear that track, that means, of course, we got to bless a few folks. What a whose man's is this? And I think we have a good number of folks to bless with a whose man's is this. And you wanted to start with the state of Texas. Definitely got to get Texas in there, Governor. A good old classic whose man's is this. For sure. Not giving people guns without licenses. Y'all wilding out here. Y'all here trying to stay. Now, here's the funny whose man's is this. I, I will I will do the honors. Now, this person, it, they're always in the mix. Always in the mix. And I always appreciate her support. But I have to bless this young lady with a whose man's is this. She'll remain anonymous. But she know who she is. When I bless her with a whose man's is this and why. Now, we all know. Okay. We all know. Hall of Famer. His last name is Scotty Pippen. That's a fact. For whatever reason, she felt this man's name, last name, was Pepin. Pep with like pepper, but with a thing? Yes, Pepin. Where she got that from, I don't know. But that's not even just it. Now we all know in Cali, it's called Venice Beach. It's called Venice Beach. And it also spelled how it sounds. For whatever reason, she referred to it as Venus Beach. Again, she's going to remain anonymous. But she's not going to avoid this. Woman. But she's not going to avoid the whose man's is this. So we're just going to bless hey, her with the whose man's is this. Oh, my God. Oh, is this. And it's actually going to be a double just because. Hey, is this. She's going to hate me for this one, but it's all good. It's all good. She'll still be in the mix, and I appreciate that. Do we have to bless anybody else with a whose man's is this? I got one more. I got one more. I got a, I got a uh, Springfield, Illinois police. They need a whose man's is this. Oh. 
what they do. So we already know how the police be fucking with people anyway. Oh, yeah. And we don't fuck with them. But this is like downright horrible. So the police told this man that a container that he had in his car tested positive for drugs. The container was actually the ashes of his daughter. I'm talking about they done ravished the ashes of this man's daughter, acting like they were trying to test it, see if it was drugs and all that shit, spilling the ashes and all that. You know what I'm saying? And all because the police are the police. And you can't reform this shit. Fuck the police abolish them, man. Whose man is this? Hey, whose man is this? I actually have another whose man's is this, and I'm going to bless LeBron James with a whose man's is this because he was damn near going to get one too. I couldn't have been, I couldn't have been the one to get it because they're going to call me a Brian here. But you a Lakers fan, you can do it. I have to bless this man with a whose man's is this because who the hell told him to be at a Drake party, knowing what's at stake, knowing what's at stake, knowing what's at stake. You could have been suspended. For not only game one, but game two for violating the COVID-19 protocol. And the play-in game. That's why you were looking so shitty during the play-in game. And I got Because you want to be out here partying it up with Drake. We all know how Drake is. Whenever he reps a certain team, that team, for whatever reason, never wins. I'm glad we were able to win because he was sitting courtside with Michael B. Jordan. But it's just like, come on, bro. What did lose game one, though? And and he 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 can get who's missing. I gotta I gotta hey, give the, this? I gotta give the NBA who's missing this too. Oh, Hell yeah! Who this? Yeah. They didn't suspend him or fine. The reason why I gotta give him a who's missing this is because he he literally hold the NBA. That, it was like I know y'all know y'all not gonna suspend me. I'm gonna go out here and do whatever the fuck I want to do, which made them look bad because we put the NBA on the spot where it's like, damn. All the other people that we did suspend and fine, we was on Lou Will. We had to do a whole lot to defend Lou Will. My man just wanted some lemon pepper wings and a little and a little ass dance real quick. And they was on his ass. They didn't. They did all that, but now because it's LeBron James, and they, and we know the NBA is the business. This goes right back to it. Oh, you yeah. can't have LeBron James missing the playoffs. You can't have right. him missing a couple games because of the position that put him in. If he would have missed the playing game and they would have lost the staff, and they would have fell back. Like, listen. Man, listen, I, do we have anybody else to bless with a whose man's is this? No, that's all I had. That's I all feel I had. like I just want to bless uh, our good friend, um, Lupe, Lupe the Kid, <laughs> or whose man's is this, just because, you know, for his birthday shenanigans, but it's all good. You know, he brought in 29, so he in the last year of his 20, so shout out to him, but I'm still going to give you a whose man's is this, man. Hey, whose man's is this? Uh, you know. Piss poor communication, you know. I, 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 It just didn't float well with me, you know. I went out, got a new shirt. Couldn't really rock the shirt the way I wanted to. And I guess that was just, that was God's plan because it did rain and it was a little nippy. So I was wild and even trying to rock the shirt, but it just came out of nowhere. But you know, just plan accordingly. I understand it's your birthday. So, you know, I told him for his 30th, whatever he plans on doing, I'm going to arrive at the same time as him. And I do not care. I, I guess both, uh, all the attention is just going to be on the both of us, even though it's his 30th. But it's all good.
I'm gonna just bless you again just because. But you my man. You my man. You my man. But listen, man. This was episode 58. The fellas held it down. Shout out to Shot Town's finest Carlton, you dig? Holding things down as always. Happy birthday to Khalif Browder. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. It's your big dog, K6, and always holding things behind the uh, scenes. Your girl so effing classy. Until next time, your girl Leah will be back next week. She was here with us in spirit, as always, holding things down. We out of here. <laughs>